0: This is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast for Saturday, December twelfth, 2020. It's been warm out there. Now, not today. Today it's raining and it's miserable and they're saying the temperature is going to drop to minus three all week with some snow, so we're getting into winter. But I have to tell you, this past week has been absolutely beautiful. Yesterday was about 10, 11 degrees more in some areas of the farm and the bees were flying. The bees were flying. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, or sorry, the farm on Instagram at Wildflower Bee Farm, or if you follow us um, on the site, if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, become a member, join us even free for 14 days. You don't have to put any information in. You can see the videos. I'll be posting uh, one up again later uh, tomorrow uh, of, of what's happening. The bees were flying all over the place. We had some um, on Instagram, I posted the narwhal hive, and it was just flying as if they were you know going to get pollen and nectar and we know that's not possible there's only a few flowers we found a few on our tours uh a few of uh, i guess wild mustard or canola is probably what it's called but it's blooming beautifully There there's a few plants we found for somehow they escaped the frost that hit us about a week and a half ago but they're not going to get pollen or nectar, so we sort of, did, you know, sort of narrowed it down to why are these bees falling, uh, flying, sorry. And the first one is they're going to get water, some of them, obviously. Some of them might look like they're new bees with orientation flights. So they're just, they're just hatching winter bees, and they have to go out and do a fly around to see what's going on. And the final one is probably bathroom breaks, because they know, or their instincts know, if it's warm and you're a winter bee... And you haven't gone to the bathroom in a while, it's an opportunity to go out and do that because they can actually hold it for months because of the way their bodies are structured. Now, winter bees are a fascinating part of, of the bee group. And we talk about workers, drones, and queens, and and these are worker bees, but they're actually formed differently. And and the scientists say, and I've been doing some reading on this, of course, because you know, how would I know? And and when you when you read the science, it apparently as pollen becomes less plentiful the bees instinctively feed the larvae less and this is what causes them to the larvae to create this sort of different body system that is built to survive six months or more if they have to to maintain the hive so that the next generation of worker bees and and the queen will be okay to take over so it's a fascinating thing where simply by the amount of food that is or isn't being fed, or the type, if you look at what happens to create a queen, results in a different offspring. Fascinating. So that's what we think is going on. We also, uh, you know, it, it, you know, some of you may wonder, cause, because bees are, you know, just bees, but... I saw one uh, and actually we had it in one of the videos slowly slowly uh, leaving the planet um, on the front uh, landing place uh, of a hive and it's uh, it's sad to watch them go. you know they're going to leave you know it's uh, you know' it's, it's winters coming and, and the worker bees pretty much are gone. so it's also part of life and what's happening around the hives. Now I, I'm fascinated as well. I mean I seem to be fascinated by a lot of things because I am, but if you look at the hives where we have the sensors, the humidity and temperature sensors that are just inside the hive. Um, And the sensors are right above, in some cases, um, the center of the hive, in other cases, the second uh, box up, collecting data on humidity and temperature. And all of the hives seem to have, even similar-sized hives, have different sort of patterns of temperature and humidity. And it's going to be interesting to see how that translates into survival and how strong they're going to be in the spring. We have one hive, for example, that continually has has a temperature of in excess of 10 degrees Celsius, which is is quite, quite warm for them to be able to continue to at least move around and move honey around and get on with business. So there's a couple of explanations. And again, we don't open the hive, but it's either still full of some worker bees, which means there's such a large population, they're putting out the heat, or... Um, they're simply uh, a group that can, are continually working they have a different metabolism they have a different system so it, you know this data collection is not just to study the bees and understand the outcome but it's also to help us understand who we should split or create more hives from in the spring should they survive and hopefully they will so it brings to mind again the micro habitat during the the past week it was not unusual to go by one hive in a certain area and nothing is happening there's the odd bee coming out in another hive more sheltered or more in the sun where there there's just all kinds of bees flying so the micro habitat and what's happening inside the hive is also um, obviously has an impact the pine grove hive continues to be in that 93 percent all the way up to 98 percent humidity and it still worries me i'm not going to go in and open it because i think that's pretty much adding to the chances of them not making it through the winter but it continues to concern me maybe i I shouldn't be worried but i kind of am and there's nothing i can do about it so i'm just going to collect the data and see uh, in the spring what happens to this hive the other part that's really important particularly this time of the year is to remember that at wildflowerbeefarm.com, we, we do a, a significant number of videos on the front entrances or what the bee behavior is like. And I think it is probably the most uh, difficult but most important thing to learn, and I'm learning it, and it's going to take probably a, a lifetime to get comfortable with it, but to learn the different behavioral patterns of every hive and what that has to do with their health and what that has to do with sort of what's going on with them. Um it became apparent again this week when I was watching uh, a couple of the hives and, and watching some of the videos that Mary prepared on uh, for wildflowerbeefarm.com. It seems that in any hour of observation, the bees are being threatened by something. There's a wasp that tries to get in, or um, you know ants or whatever it is. There's always something happening that they have to be on their sort of toes to put up the boundaries, to, to take care of those kinds of threats. You also get some information on, you know, the general mood of the hive. You know, sometimes they appear to be almost mellow, just sort of walking around, you know, enjoying life. Other times you see them to be almost on guard and, and super, super vigilant. Um, saw that in one video where a wasp had tried to get in, was instantly repelled. And this was on a very warm day uh, last week. Maybe it was probably 12 degrees in this little micro habitat where this hive was. But as soon as that happened, four or five guards came out together and pointed out as if they were like a, an armed guard for the hive. It was, it was quite incredible, quite incredible to watch. So they're always adjusting and, and looking to protect what they have. And the final thought on that is, I was I was observing one of the hives. The, there were there was a group of ants, maybe two or four ants, that were coming into an entrance, and a guard just seemed just turned around, and with its wings created an air uh, a current of air that blew the ants right off the entrance board. It was like, and I'm thinking that's pretty smart, you know, to be able to use their wings because the the ants weren't that close. Close enough, obviously, for the wind or the, the breeze that they created. But, you know, it's almost like that intelligence connection between using that to, to get an outcome, which I thought was quite fascinating. I don't know if that's ever been witnessed before, where bees... And, of course, I looked it up in the science. I couldn't find anything. Where bees actually use their wings to blow out predators. Because enough ants can do harm to a hive. But in this case, the bee obviously knew... Like, it wouldn't do that to a wasp, for example, because it wouldn't do anything to the wasp. So it obviously knew the size of the bee, or sorry, the size of the intruder mattered, which takes some, some processing of information at some point. And many people, when I read about bee behavior, talk about bees are just doing instinct. They're not thinking, they're not... But you know, I, I just don't know what it's called, but something's going on there. For the bee to be able to do that to turn around flap its wings and blow the ants right off the screen so so that's a bit of the uh, taste of what's happening uh with the observations so just to conclude the outside i I think whether you're a beekeeper or sort of bee helper whether you have a hive at home or you go to someone who has one or you just watch them in your backyard it's important to really slow it down and just watch from the outside because remember when we open a hive if you, if you take the lid off and then crack open the cover that's, that has had propolis on it, you've now opened up their world to stress and attack and temperature change and humidity change. And I think that's something to, that we don't put enough emphasis on when it comes to helping bees. So that's why at wildflowerbeefarm.com, we spend a great deal of time of looking at the behavior of bees by looking at the outside of the hive at the entrance to see how healthy they are what kind of mood they're in can we get any signals from what we see to bee health or what we might do to try to help them and we're going to continue down that journey and down that road so i'm hank from the wildflower bee farm look forward to um, Uh, talking again with you next week lots going on with videos we're analyzing plus we're going to fire up the fleur or fleur camera that does the heat sensor in the next probably four weeks or so we'll get some real life uh uh, pictures of where the bees are at and we'll put it up at wildflowerbeefarm.com make sure you follow us on instagram uh join us we put things up quite regularly um and we look forward to continue in our efforts to flip our 50 acre farm back to wildlife and the bees. You have an amazing week. Talk soon.